Paso a Paso Podcast. Morning. Welcome to Paso Paso Podcast. This is Miles live from Albuquerque, where I will be attending a conference led by the New Mexico Early Childhood Education and Care Department. It's a two day convening, as they say here on the program, of local early childhood systems builders. And uh, day one will focus on relationship building, collaborative leadership, equity, and uh, partnerships between um, various organizations. Looking forward to learning a lot. Going to spend some good time with our new coordinator, Mona. Happy to be in Albuquerque representing Taos and excited to share some of this with you. Yeah, so just to reiterate, this is a two-day conference, and conferences are events where people get together to talk about certain topics in a large uh, form, large fashion, lots of people, conversations, presentations, discussions, getting deeper into issues. In this case, this conference is about early childhood, largely thinking zero to five, sometimes older kids, and their experiences. With this new department of the state of New Mexico, Early Childhood Education and Care, this is a two-day convention of coalitions from around the state talking about what their communities look like um, when it comes to this issue. And uh, I was there along with Mona, as I mentioned, to represent Taos and Paso Paso, a network that's one of the older in the state. But let's listen in again. Um, yeah. We are walking around the room in groups of three, looking at each coalition's poster, which includes four areas. Um, that they all report on ahead of the conference, uh, including coalition overview, strengths, learning opportunities, and key goals. We're only on our second poster so far, um, but I imagine many of them be similar. A lot of issues surrounding workforce development, um, connecting families to services, and learning from other coalitions, which is hopefully what will be the outcome of this uh, period of time here on these two days. So we're currently looking at the Rio Reba Early Childhood Collaborative poster from Rio Reba County, and um, there's quite a bit of information on there. What are we thinking so far? Have we digested any of it yet? Yeah, you know, what I, what I love is um, that this community um, includes the eight northern pueblos, and so it is a um, rich community in terms of kind of cultural kind of diversity. I think that's pretty cool, and we could learn from them. You know, and kind of seeing, you know, kind of what are the members, how, how are the eight Northern Pueblos members participating in what's happening in our tribal communities. That's what interests me about this. Thank you. Would you, would you mind introducing yourself? Oh, sure. This is Michelle Liss, and I'm with the Early Childhood Steering Committee in Santa Fe. Thank you so much. And what I know about this, I'm Paige Abrams, and I'm the family development reimagination person. Thanks. Did I interview you? No, no. But you maybe it was that. emails. Okay, I did do a reimagination, but I think Lewis jumped on a lot. Yeah, okay, we'll do it. I'll give you a card. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of um, efforts, funded efforts as well in Taos to teach TY yeah. and things. So we're currently looking at the San Juan County Early Childhood Coalition poster, and something that jumped out uh, to us about it as we start to navigate a few different coalition posters is that under strengths, the question is, what are key strengths of the region and families that your coalition serves? And uh, their second bullet point is strong cultural values and traditional teachings through verbal storytelling and hands-on interactions, um, which is something that we hadn't seen on other posters, so that's um, okay. something that stands out to us about San Juan County. What would you say? Um, sustainable like like there's sustainables everywhere but practices of sustainability like 
can you think of an example of a practice of sustainability? I don't know what that means. From walking around the room and digesting posters representing different regions of New Mexico and how they are looking to improve early childhood uh, lives of children as well as education, childcare settings, and the lives of families, uh, it was next time to sit down and listen more deeply to some presentations surrounding equity and other issues that are important to the new department. Who's at the table? Who's in this space? Um, what voices are being representative is to look at, you know, outside of our groups and to really bring in, um, you know, diverse um, individuals. Um, one of the key aspects of this group that I feel is really imperative to highlight is that this was not only a creative process, but it was um, a learning process, it was a connecting process, um, it was a uh, discovery process. Um, it, it really was what it needed to be at that moment. And um, I, I highlight that because uh, the, just because we have a set of uh, guiding principles for equity does not mean that the work and that this uh, set is done. And so um, in this six months, uh, these uh, guiding principles, which I'll present to you in a moment, um, were really grounded in what, what is unique and what is the strength of New Mexico. Like what we, we can have as many resources as we, we can um, kind of tap into and bring to that are from across the nation. But New Mexico is really unique, right? We have um, our, our rural communities, we have our uh, tribal nations, we have uh, families um, coming in that are um, from out of state, from out of the country, right? I mean, there's just so many different um, circumstances that make New Mexico what it is. And so we really need to respond in that way, um, respond in our actions and our thinking going forward with that frame of mind. So number one, family voice, power, and shared decision-making leads to equitable services. And you're gonna see in each principle, there's a, a, a description that goes a little bit further into what are we trying to get at? What, are, what do we mean by this? We respect, trust, and build relationships with families as the basis for quality services. Safe spaces, partnerships, and shared decision-making include hearing the voices of a child and their caregiver. Equitable services stem from engagement that is family-determined, individualized, flexible, and meaningful. Guiding principle number two, respect and celebrate language and culture. We support and uplift diverse families and communities. This includes multi-generational and multicultural parenting practices and diverse parenting roles and abilities. Efforts are made to support a family's and community's native or preferred language identities. Number three, self-awareness and reflection leads to healing interactions and relationships. We address our own assumptions, beliefs, privileges, and biases to build self-awareness and reflection. We actively engage in opportunities for listening, healing, and being mindful of our own power and privileges with humility. 
Principle number four, actively transform systems is essential. We work to transform systems of racism and oppression at all levels to grow trust, address inequities, dismantle power differences, and remove harmful policies and practices where racism is entrenched. We trust and support families and communities to, to determine needs, allocate resources, and identify strategies for progress. Guiding principle number five, respect and include tribes and tribal sovereignty. We recognize, acknowledge, and respect the identity and ancestry of tribes, tribal citizens, and their descendants and support their dual citizenship as citizens of the state and their respective tribes. We respectfully seek to understand the historical relationships and uniqueness of each tribe as sovereign nations, each with their own ways of knowing, living, governing, and values, language, and culture. Guiding principle number six, value diverse community knowledge and experience. We seek to understand diverse community knowledge and experience to address multi-layered barriers, oppression and racism. Communities are co-creators and partners in the development of research data interpretation, and narratives. Community-specific ways to grow knowledge, strength, and healing are respected and valued. And you can write this down, you can sit and just kind of think about it. Um, what are your initial thoughts and feelings about the PN3 Guiding Principles for Equity? What was your body's first response? And this is key. This is one of the questions that I have kept through all of the presentations that I've done with different groups or um, individuals um, because one of the equity work group uh, members said, we really need to check ourselves first. And some of the most challenging and difficult discussions we have can always bring up feelings, emotions, and experiences. And as facilitators, it's always good to take a time to reflect on how am I feeling right at this moment before I go into maybe a deep discussion. So I want you all just to take a minute to kind of reflect on that. And so I found it interesting um, talking with different individuals, that body scan question is different for everyone. I've heard excitement. I've heard, you know, it energized me. I've heard, I kind of felt a little anxiety. <laughs> I felt relieved. I felt overwhelmed. And I think all of those feelings are valid because it requires us to tap into sometimes these uncomfortable discussions, maybe uncomfortable 
truths about ourselves and we have to begin that process of unpacking that in some way. And I, I really appreciate the work of the PN3 Coalition and the Equity Work Group for being very thoughtful of that amongst themselves as a coalition, but also as a community. Uh, that, that piece that I mentioned about, it was a process of connecting. Some individuals had never worked with each other before. They had never maybe heard of each other's organizations or programs or services before. So whenever we're asking people to come together, those connections, those relationships are, are crucial because how are we going to address our state's you know, most demanding you know, issues? How are we gonna come up with the solutions that are not going to be superficial but are gonna get at the root cause of why families may have experienced racism in our state, may have been, you know, victims of whatever oppression that they've had for sometimes generations. So we have to begin to go deep and when we do that we, we start with ourselves. So using the guiding principles as a can be used as a framework to improve practices. They can be used as a tool to advocate, or excuse me, advance equitable prenatal to three initiatives in New Mexico. And I think, you know, really any initiative, <laughs> any initiative, right? So uh, thank you for speaking. Would you mind introducing yourself once again? Sure, my name is Rebecca Riley. I'm from the Pueblo of Acoma, and I work in early childhood as a consultant and a facilitator. And we just heard um, some of your presentation today. It sounds like, um, based on what you shared, that it's one that you give in different settings. Um, what's the process been like? And, and how do we know if some of those things were to be implemented successfully as far as changing culture and whatnot? I think that's a great question. And I think it really is up to the communities themselves to measure what that success is because it's different for everyone across the state. Sometimes success just looks like having family voices at the table and others it looks like you know really changing policy around um, what's happening at the state level yeah i think it really it really depends uh, because like i have mentioned new mexico is really unique you have communities where the issues that are really impacting them are specific and then there's some issues that are affecting all families across the state so i think it's a really great time to be in early childhood because the momentum is there, the desire is there. And I think more often than not, there are more people of color that are being given platforms to really speak the truth sometimes when um, they've been historically um, dismissed or ignored. So I think this is a really great way to help facilitate providers and the services that are within those systems to help think about how they can be partners in that and help push those forward when um, I think previously um, there has been much needed work. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Well, there it is. The day is done. Hope you enjoyed that insight into the first day of two days, two episodes on the New Mexico Early Childhood Education and Care Department.
collaboration training on early childhood coalitions throughout New Mexico as uh, led by the Family Development Partnership. And it was an interesting day in Albuquerque. Hope you enjoyed some highlights. And um, on the next episode, we'll explore day two. Thanks so much for listening to the Paso Paso podcast. PasoTaos.org and at PasoTaos on your favorite social media. Thangalangi. Thanks to KNC as well. Have a great day. Paso 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 Podcast. <laughs>